You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Welcome back to the podcast. It is Katie Bach here, and I am joined by Nicole Shackelford. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for having me back, Katie. We are excited to be here with you today as we dive into the topic of embodiment and why it's so important to self-love and healing. And so we're going to start this off by kind of talking about what embodiment means. If you type in embodiment in the Google search bar, you're going to come up with the Merriam-Webster, with the Oxford, with the dictionary definition of embodiment, which says a tangible or visible form of an idea, quality, or feeling. And this is not what we are talking about today. This type of embodiment is more or less like taking the feeling of hope and bringing it into your thoughts, your actions, your daily behaviors and habits. And sometimes that is something to do, but what we're talking about today is more of a state of being in your body, getting into your body, aware of your body, and being in your body in this moment, kind of the idea of being with. And this is something so many of us are missing in our life, the actual getting into the body, a state of being in the body. And so we're talking about it today because we promised you on our last episode that we were going to have more important conversations like this one on the podcast today. So Nicole, Can you jump in and share more about embodiment and what it means to be embodied? Absolutely. So we brought, we we chose this topic really because we're humans and we all have a body, right? But societally, especially here in the Western world, we are taught from a very young age not to listen to our body. We're taught, um, you know, that we go on bathroom breaks when we're allowed to go on bathroom breaks. We're taught when we're in school that we have to sit still and we have to be quiet and not listen to the urges of our body or what we want to do or when we want to eat or all these little things that systematically get us further and further away from our bodies and further and further away from our healthiest selves. So we chose embodiment because we know that everybody struggles with being in their body in the present moment. And that really can have a negative impact for our health in the long run. Totally agree. And the thing about your body is even just talking about your intuition or knowing what you need, knowing what the next best step is for you. We don't often think of the body. 
the body is kind of like this last thing we think of it as like, oh, we need to, you know, eat foods that nourish our body and we need to drink water to nourish our body and we need to move to nourish our body. But we often forget, and it's easy to forget, like Nicole said, because of how society is and the world is that your body is actually your compass. Your body will actually lean towards what feels good for you and lean away from what doesn't. Your body is constantly giving you signs, cues, information. But the thing is, most of us aren't in our body. We aren't embodied. We aren't in that state of your body. And so when you can get in that that embodiment state, the state of being in your body, your ability to show yourself love, to take care of yourself and to heal beliefs and wounds and experiences and traumas, it just grows immensely. So being in our bodies, having an embodiment practice is something that is essential to our healing because our experiences, our hurts, our pains, our traumas are stored in our body. And when we're disconnected from or dissociated from our bodies, we don't get access to that information and our body is constantly giving us what you just mentioned. So I learned about this when I started my 200-hour yoga teacher training program back in 2015, just with the simple breathing practices and breath awareness, every time I would try to take a deep breath, my breath would get stuck in my chest. There was a little hitch in my breath on the inhale and the exhale. I had so much trauma and history and, and, and stress stored and braced in my body that I did not take full deep breath. So the breath can be a huge indicator of whether or not you're you're living an embodied life, but it's also a, a, an immediate indicator on any given day at any given point in time, whether or not, you know, where you're at on the spectrum from fight or flight to, you know, rest and digest. So you can have very physical practices. You might think that you're a great athlete or you might regularly exercise or things of that nature. But if you're not actually listening to the signals in your body, then you're not living an embodied life. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. And that really ties into kind of my story with yoga and embodiment, because yoga is a great practice. And I have said many times, and I've continued to say many times, yoga was a catalyst to my healing. And it was yoga, the entirety of yoga, not just the physical practice, but studying the yamas and niyamas and really diving into all these things beyond the mat of yoga that started to teach me how to be embodied. It opened me up to learn how to to be embodied, to, to practice embodiment. Because like you said, we could be in a yoga practice. You could be running. You could be a walker. You could be an athlete. You could be moving your body. And if you're moving your body in the way that everybody says you're supposed to, and you're following an instructor, but you're not listening to the cues of your body, then you're not actually embodied. For example, let's go back to yoga because Nicole and I have lots of knowledge about yoga. You can be in a yoga class and the teacher is calling out the poses and cueing the poses, and yet your body is uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good to be in that pose. And that's actually your body saying you need to adjust. And if you get in your body, in that state of being in your body, you'll begin to understand that your body's saying, oh, lower your shoulder a little bit. Adjust over here to this side a little bit. And your body will actually tell you what you need. 
but we get so caught up in listening to the instructor and listening to the outline of what it's supposed to be and fitting in to that box that we miss out on what our body is actually telling us. And your body will actually tell you how to heal yourself. It will tell you what you need. It will tell you where you need that stretch. It will tell you when it's too much and when it's too little. And so the reason yoga was such a huge part for me in stepping into embodiment and learning how to be embodied is because it opened me up to awareness. It opened me up to be aware. And so it wasn't the first time I did yoga. It wasn't the second time I did yoga. It wasn't the third time. It wasn't even the hundredth time I did yoga that I learned how to be embodied. It was the over time awareness that was built up, like Nicole said, in noticing my breath. It was over time, the awareness built up in studying the yamas and yamas, in holding space to teach the yamas and yamas in yoga teacher training. It was over time learning this concept of actually being in your body and embodiment. So it was the continuous practice that gave me this awareness to be able to be embodied. I like to say that yoga is like the path. It created the path for me. It it created, that's wrong. It didn't create the path for me. It opened my eyes to the path I needed to walk down. It gave me that awareness. And I don't practice yoga every day on the mat, like on the mat in a physical practice. Sometimes I walk. Sometimes I just move. Either way, if I get on the mat, if I walk, if I just move my body, the way I do it now is different than the way I did it the first time I got on the mat. Because for me, it's about getting in my body now and being aware of what my body needs, where it's telling me to move and actually getting in that state, because that is what creates the shift. I'm really excited that we're having this conversation as yoga teachers, because I know that you and I created a yoga space where people could be in their bodies during their yoga class. In Western yoga, there's so much of an emphasis on alignment and anatomy and teachers even doing physical assists, telling you how your body should be. And every human body is physically different. So what might be proper alignment, I'm using air quotes, proper alignment for one body is not naturally or inherently the right alignment for another body. I believe that for a yoga space, as a yoga teacher, I create a space for people to listen to their bodies and to make the pose look like whatever they need in that moment. They could be doing a completely different pose. As a matter of fact, I say, if you show up to my class and you're breathing, then you're doing yoga. If you are present in this moment and paying attention to your breath, you're doing yoga. Um, And maybe now that we're, you know, we're having this conversation, people are like, okay, now you told us what embodiment is, but how do I do it? So if it's not actual yoga, like what is it? So embodiment is actually listening to the sensations within your body. And sensations are different from feelings. So sensations are things that we would describe with our five senses, the way something tastes, um, the density of something. If something feels heavy or something feels light or, or stressed or contracted, those are sensations, hot, cold sweaty, those are sensations, right? They give us different information than our feelings oftentimes. And so on my personal journey towards getting healthy, talk therapy wasn't getting me very far. Like I could intellectually process most of my traumas. I knew the ins and outs of why, what happened and what impact it had on me. But I was stuck in a lot of ways of being able to change my behaviors because the trauma was physically stuck in my body. So when I started making space 
and sitting with myself and my sensations and having a conversation with my body, my body would tell me what it needed. And just listening to that changed my feeling path. And I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant now because my body speaks a language that my, that my brain doesn't understand. Like they do not speak the same language. So for me to articulate this to someone else, um, if you try this and it feels weird, that's perfectly normal. It's going to feel weird if you haven't been in your body in a very long time or if you're on autopilot and disconnected from your body. One of the biggest ways we don't listen to our body is we don't rest when we need rest. We rush ourselves to get better when we're ill. We don't take breaks. We don't take time off. We go on vacations that are still working vacations. Like we're not actually letting our bodies rest. And they will, as you mentioned, when given the opportunity, our body, our biology is geared not only towards health, but towards thriving. So if we give our bodies enough space and time, give them the opportunity, it can heal us on all levels. But we have to create the space and the awareness for the body to process the lives that we are living. Thank you for sharing that, Nicole, because you said we're talking about embodiment and we're telling, you know, listener what embodiment is, but we're not like, how do you do it? How can you do it? And that's a really important thing to to talk about too. And like Nicole said, it can feel weird at first, especially if you haven't been in your body. And sometimes this is, we, we actually avoid it because we can already feel the sensation that there's going to be a change that you, that I need to make. And we're avoiding getting in the body and, and actually acknowledging it exists. And sensations can be intense and they can come out of nowhere and they can be very unpredictable. So sometimes, or in the, I don't even just want to say in the beginning, but sometimes like being in our bodies and paying attention to our sensations can be scary because it's not predictable, right? We don't necessarily know what's going to come up. And that thing that we've been pushing down and pushing down forever, today might be the day where that thing's ready to come up and we're not entirely sure if we're prepared for it, right? Um, so, but there are, there, there are different specialists for example, there are somatic body workers, there are somatic yoga teachers. I am currently in a somatic coaching program that's really been helpful for me and giving me the tools to know my body better, but to be able to hold space for others better. So if it's something you're curious about, but you don't want to do it alone, there are professionals out there. There are other people out there. There's different tools that you can practice with safe friends. I will tell you that the key to embodiment is a safe space. If your nervous system doesn't feel safe, then um, then it will be quite difficult to get into your body. And I think that's a really significant part of teaching yoga also is that if we don't create safe spaces and people who have trauma or who are very raw and coming from a very wounded place, you know, they're like, um, it, this is my soapbox of like, they're like, oh, you have PTSD or you have anxiety, do yoga and do some breathing. It's not that simple. Please don't let people let you feel bad or create shame or guilt that it's that simple. It's not. You need safe spaces to be able to get into your body. You need safe spaces to be able to heal. And that's why we chose to do this podcast following the last podcast around safety. So once you have safety, you can start to get curious. I recommend curious compassion, right? Um, have the curiosity to listen to what your body has to say and have compassion um, without judgment for whatever's there to come up. Absolutely. It'll start to change the way you operate in the world. Those are the, the like essential keys to this is that curiosity and compassion, like, mm-hmm. which goes back to, if you didn't listen to our podcast on holding space, it was episode 37. 
Go back and listen to that because holding space is essential. Holding space for yourself is essential to embodiment because like Nicole said, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel safe, then getting in your body is, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to do it. And really embodiment is, at least I would accredit it to the deep healing and releasing of wounds and subconscious beliefs of traumas that were affecting me for years that I didn't even realize were still affecting me. But it was that in practice of embodiment, being embodied, getting in my body that allowed me to release and move past it. And so to get embodied, you can do a couple different things. First step is like we're saying, you want to hold that space for yourself, create that space, comfortable space, safe space, so that you can then move forward with an embodiment practice. There are meditations, there are somatic practices like Nicole shared, but you can also do like a two minute inward check-in. You can do a two minute pause where you focus on your breath and you check in with the sensations you feel in your body. That's an embodiment practice. You can walk outside and pay attention to your feet as they hit the ground from your heel to your toe or your toe to your heel and really become aware of the sensations of your feet as you're walking. You can get embodied in yoga. When you get on your mat and you move your body and you and you feel, you listen and you feel for those sensations in your body and you allow those sensations to guide you through the poses versus just doing what the instructor is saying. Like Nicole said, if you come into a yoga class with Nicole or I, if you're breathing, you're there. You're doing yoga. Beyond that, there is no expectation there because this the practice is for you. And as the instructor, we are there to hold space for you to meet yourself in the moment without judgment. So the significance of, of embodiment is, is that missing piece of healing. So if you're on a very deliberate and intentional healing path, path and you feel like you're not really getting anywhere or you feel like you're stuck and you're not able to make changes it might be the embodiment piece that's missing and once you begin to heal and unpack and create these embodiment practices for yourself not only can you heal your past and release things that may or may not be stuck in your body but it will also help you have a more present functioning in the world so that whatever you encounter going forward isn't going to get stuck in your body. You're not going to have to carry it with you in the same way because you can have space for yourself and you can have that embodiment practice of knowing I don't have to deal with this right now, but I can make space for my body later and process whatever big thing is happening or whatever transition is happening or whatever next big life curveball thrown at you. We don't have to resist it and repress it and keep it locked down and hide away from it. We can deliberately step into a space of I feel like I'm ready to, ha- to handle this, to process this, process it and let it go without carrying it on for decades and decades. So it can become a very intentional, deliberate way to lead a healthier lifestyle. I love that. A deliberate and intentional way to live a healthy lifestyle. I really love that. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking about, um, I don't think I shared this on the podcast yet, but I know that I talked to Nicole about this, that a couple of weeks ago, I had a major release in my body. My body was shaking. And if you look at any animal out in the world, they have an experience 
and then their body will shake and that's their body actually releasing the experience. So they don't hold on to it. And as humans, we have experiences. And when our body, when these sensations come up in our body, we often try to avoid them. And that's, that's us avoiding embodiment, avoiding being in your body and allowing your body to process out so that you're not holding on to it. And then because we avoid the embodiment, that's when we get hung up. That's when we get stuck. That's when we store those old wounds and those beliefs and stories and traumas. And by the way, trauma is defined by you and your nervous system. So there could be trauma in your body, even if you don't think you ever experienced trauma in your life. Um, That was just a side note there going off for a second. What I'm saying is that because I allowed my body to shake in that moment, it, it, well, it was like 15 minutes because I allowed that sensation to process through my body. I had this major release of old trauma and old wounds that I had been trying to let go of for the past year that had been coming up. And it was because I was embodied in that moment. And I recognized that my body was shaking. I needed that, that sensation to process if I had avoided it, I would still feel that stuck feeling. And so. And that stuck feeling was actually affecting your creativity. You had been stuck creatively for months and you couldn't identify what was missing and you had actively worked. It did take you a couple of months of creating space of listening to your body and your sensations and your nervous system that got you to a place when your body was ready to release and you could recognize it. Like that didn't just, um, I'm, I'm prefacing that for people. So like, just because you're like, Oh, I want to be embodied. You're not just randomly going to start shaking. Like yes. you have to create the safe space for yourself and be, and increase your capacity to be with your own sensations. Once you have the safe space, the awareness capacity, and then you will naturally, your body will naturally release when it's ready to given the right conditions. And for Katie, those right conditions were surrounding a creativity endeavor and you were able to recognize the nervous system release. And so how's that working for you now? How's your creativity lately, Katie? Oh gosh, my creativity has just been flowing. And even when it's not, um, it's like, so I'm actually writing about this in in the book, the chapter that I'm writing in the book, Entangled No More, um, that launches September 9th by the way, um, I'm writing about this because this was a belief and a story that actually affected so many experiences in my life that when I look at now, I can see the full trajectory of it and releasing that in that moment. Like, I don't know that I have the words to describe it beyond magical. Like, it feels like, I remember just a month ago saying to Nicole, I feel like I've opened the can of worms and I just want to put the lid back on. And that's the thing about healing. That's the thing about embodiment. You keep showing up for yourself. You keep getting in your body and those things are processing and you are learning how to create that space for yourself to be comfortable, to process out those wounds and those beliefs and those those traumas, experiences that are keeping you stuck and blocking your flow. And it does take time, which is why consistency is so essential to 
continuously doing those embodiment practices, continuously showing up for yourself. And it's going to create that healing. Maybe not on the timeline you want it to, maybe not on the plan you envision into your mind. But when your body is ready, the more you tap into your body, the more you get into your body, your body will show you the things that you need to release what is keeping you stuck. And at some point you will have created the trust in yourself, the comfort and the safety so that your body can fully release that which is keeping you stuck and blocked. Our bodies are a wealth of information and we can choose to tap into that and use it as the compass, as you mentioned before. Yes. Or we can get stuck in autopilot and disconnect and be at a disservice of ourselves and not living our healthiest life. Absolutely. And on that note, I am going to say, ask you to try what I am calling the two-minute pause. Take two minutes every day. If you can do it every couple of hours, great. If you only get to do it once a day, that's great too. Whatever you can show up for yourself with, take two minutes, pause, check in with your breath, check in with the sensations of your body, and just start to do that every day. Start to do it more often. Gradually build onto that practice. But you don't have to create this grand embodiment practice where you spend all this time doing it. Start with two minutes. And then build on that. All you have to do is show up for yourself. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be massive. It can be as simple as two minutes. And that can make a world of difference. So that's your action step for this week. Two-minute pause. Bring it into your daily life. If you have questions about embodiment, if you want to talk more about embodiment, please reach out to Nicole or I. Um, If you look in the show notes, there'll be ways to contact us on social media, through email, websites, um, because that's what we are here to do. We are here to support you in creating that space for yourself, in learning how to be embodied and to have that embodiment practice because we've both experienced the amazing difference it makes when you get embodied. So thank you for being here, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listener, for joining us today. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to get your feedback. Drop a review. Send us a message. Let us know how you're feeling about the podcast. If there is a conversation you would like us to have let us know because we are here to have important conversations and share a wealth of information with you. So lots of love and gratitude. We will see you again soon or we won't see you, but we'll be back here soon. So 